Hey everyone, before this interview starts, I just want to let you know what it really is. So, one of the things with this 21 class just signing all their stuff, we wanted to start a kickback and tell these juniors that are coming up to be seniors, lower classes, 23, 24s, just how the recruiting process is and what the insight is. So we got recruiting coordinators at two Division II schools uh, for this episode, 40 minutes long, great interview, and then the next episode is actually going to be with three Division I recruiting coordinators at different schools. Uh, in taps and it's a great interview as well both are going to be really really insightful pay attention learn from these dudes learn what they're saying because it's a great interview i'm really really excited about what this process holds so yeah uh, also the private school podcast award show is in the works and is supposed to be filming this weekend so be on the lookout for that next week so thank you and enjoy the show Alright, so I'm Walker Lott, and welcome to the Texas Private School Podcast. Today, I'm here, uh, it's special, because I'm here and joined with uh, uh, Coach Scales. He's the defensive line coach and also the recruiting recruiting coordinator at Austin St. Michael's. And also, I'm joined with Grant Davis, you know, assistant coach and also recruiting coordinator for with Christian. So, I appreciate y'all coming on right now. Alright, so... Um, appreciate you. Um, yeah, so, you know, just... just I just thank you so much for being here, and I just want to honestly just dive straight into it. Um, we want to start off by just giving a little the listeners insight about who you are and how you got to the place today. So you know, Grant, you can start first, and then you can go f- next. Coach Scales, just talk about like why you got here and the position you're in. Yeah, I'll get started. So uh, I'm actually a, a Taps player myself. I played in high school at Midland Christian. Uh, all four years. I graduated in 2007. I was part of two state championship teams. So I guess private school football kind of runs in my blood. So I really appreciate what you guys do uh, for all all our kids and all our families. You know, definitely didn't have that uh, when I was growing up. Uh, So we definitely appreciate you guys. Uh, I started my coaching career at Midland Christian. I I coached for, you know, the guy that coached me and Greg McClendon. Uh, Had a really great uh, experience coaching there for four years. Uh, learned from some incredible coaches, uh, and then I made the move to Fort Worth. Uh, I was following my wife who lived in Fort Worth uh, and had a, a really good job here, so we decided once we got married that, you know, I'd make the move to Fort Worth Christian, and uh, so that happened, and really the, the recruiting coordinator piece just kind of was it was handed to me. Uh, I didn't know much about it at the time. Uh, obviously, I'm young, so they kind of gave it to me because they thought I'd be you know, the best at networking and stuff like that. Had a, I have a sales background, uh, so definitely did that. Kind of ran with it. The guy that had it before me was legendary high school football coach Sam Harrell. Uh, so I had a few notes from him uh, to kind of work from. Uh, so, you know, I, I figured since I was getting paid a little stipend for it, I might as well do it all out. Uh, and since then, you know, the past four years, I've learned a lot, met a lot of great coaches, uh, helped a lot of great kids and families. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's a little bit about about me, so. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, you you learned under a great coach and Coach McClendon for sure. Uh, coach Scales, you know, talk to me about a little about yourself too. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, first of all, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I'm Coach Scales. Um, I'm from the Round Rock area, Central Texas area. I actually did not play any tap ball. I went to Cedar Ridge High School. Gotcha. Uh, I played uh, at the time it was five A, now it's six A. Um, but yeah, so uh, this taps world is completely new to me uh i've enjoyed it there's a lot of talent around um just based off of my experience i'm i'm young too so this is my very first year coaching mm-hmm. uh this past this past season 
so just kind of getting into coaching, uh, uh, you know, I, I love every bit of it. I played my college ball down in uh, Southeastern uh, University down in uh, Lakeland, Florida. I uh, played a little bit of arena ball. Um, and then after that, uh, got into, you know, normal life stuff, you know, actually getting a job and stuff like that. But, man, I just I, I just couldn't, like, leave football alone. Football has just been all, all my life since I was four years old. Probably could have been since I was younger. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I just was like, man, I, I think it's time for me to start coaching. Um, Coach Jeff Dykus and uh, uh, Coach Sullivan gave me a great opportunity to come in, learn behind those guys. And uh, and I just, man, we had, we had a heck of a season. And I'm just so excited to start coaching. It's just really a dream for me. It's not even feel like work. It's just, this is literally what I, I feel like um, I was called to do. And, you know, I love being around these kids. We have a bunch of great kids at St. Michael's. And, man, I, I just love every bit of it. And uh, just kind of a bit of the recruiting part of it, becoming a recruiting coordinator. I just recently got that. And, uh, man, I, I, I did a lot of things myself uh, when I was in high school to get myself recruited and get myself exposed. And so I just want to help out and, and, and do everything that I can and with the people I have, the knowledge I have, and to help our athletes out. Absolutely. Uh, so a bit about me. Absolutely. You know, Austin had a great year this year in high school football, for sure. You know, with all in Division Two, you know, Regions won it all. And then up in 6A, Westlake won it all over Southlake Carroll. So, I mean – Awesome, been doing it big this year for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, starting off, you know, uh, if you haven't seen it, so a Dallas Morning News article came out the other day uh, that about like how important a recruiting coordinator is in the state of Texas nowadays, not just in private school but in public school as well. And um, it's now like become a staple to have a recruiting coordinator like in a, a high school, right? And so I just want to talk about like. Why do you like what do you do as a rec recruiting coordinator? And then why do you think it is a staple now to have that at all these high schools? And, you know, Grant, you can start us off again. Yeah, for sure. I actually read that article. Coach Mann did a really great job and he's kind of mentored a lot of recruiting coordinators. He's kind of one of the first generation guys. You know, I'm involved with the group that he kind of shares his wisdom with a little bit. Uh, and we could talk about, you know, the role of a recruiting coordinator. Uh, you know, it's walking through the walking the athlete through the recruiting process, walking families, you know, networking with college coaches. Uh, but what it really is and why I think it's important is it shows those kids that we love them and that we appreciate them. And it adds a ton of value to our schools. You know, you know, Coach Scales and, you know, Austin St. Michael is probably in the same boat that we are. We're, we're not the biggest private school. We're definitely not the biggest public school. So we got to do everything that we can to add value to our schools. And I think the recruiting coordinator, it's right up my alley because I love, you know, just encouraging these kids and letting them know that I, I believe in them and really teaching them life lessons that will last forever. I can't think of a better uh, experience for business than the recruiting process. You know, having to have adult conversations, having to get sold, get the sales pitch from different coaches all the time, having to sell yourself. So I really, I really love watching kids go through the process and watching them learn and watching them celebrate and, you know, sometimes watching them be frustrated. It's just, it's really great to see them grow, not only as recruits, not only as football players, but as individuals. So that's, that's my biggest takeaway. I think that's the biggest value that it could add to a private school, you know, whether it's a big one or a large one is just, you know, the school making that investment 
to show the families and the kids that, you know, we're here to support you. We're here to believe in you. We're here to encourage you. So that's yeah. my little short take. Awesome. Coach Scales? Uh, yeah, just kind of pay, piggyback off of what Coach Davis said. Um, yeah, just to really show them that we, we genuinely care. And, we, and there's someone in your their corner to show them the way how to do things. Um, even like I teach a lot of my guys, you know, how to build a resume. You know, we use, I use football to show them little, little things like that. Um, so I believe, you know, having this position and being a recruiting coordinator is very important and very essential, uh, especially for, you know, smaller schools. Um, we're, you know, like we're not the biggest private school there is. Um, but, it, you know, there's ways that you can still get exposed no matter where you're at. Uh, no matter what your situation is, no matter who you are, um, if you want an opportunity, there's an opportunity for you. And sometimes, you know, you got to do a little extra to make that opportunity for yourself. But if you want it bad enough, it is out there. So I just try to encourage a lot of my guys and, and show them a lot of ways on, on how to do things um, properly, um, how to email, email back. Uh, just different things like that, just life lessons through this recruiting process, but at the same time, making sure they find the best decision uh, for themselves and their families uh, for basically the next four to five years. So that's kind of my thing. Yeah, absolutely. Adding on to that, do you think that's kind of why uh, it is now a staple for having these guys in a, in a, like a football staff to like help these kids get recruited? Because, you know, with how the world's changing nowadays, it's so hard to really for these kids to really grasp. All right, well, this is what I need to do. And having guys who have been through this process and know how to do it, do you think that's why it's so important now that so many people have a guy like that on staff? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I just think you know the lack of knowledge from a lot of kids and a lot of families. You know, so many people think just play on Friday nights, I do good, and then that's it. Yeah. He's like, you know, you're not competing with just your district or just your area. You're competing with the whole nation. And so sometimes, like I said, when you come from a smaller area or um, just anything like that, you know, you really have to do things to put yourself ahead, to put yourself, you know, on notice. You know, some some places may have never known who, who St. Michael's is. So I tell my guys like, hey, you have to go that extra mile to say, um, to just get exposed, you know? And so that's, that's kind of what I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'd, I'd agree with coach scales on that hundred percent. And I think I've, I've seen a post or something about, you know, the old school mantra of if you're good enough, they'll find you. I I'm a firm believer that that's just not true anymore. Uh, you know, you've got to do your part. You've got all the tools, you know, whether it's social media, uh, gosh, huddle coach scales, I didn't have that when I was in high school for me to make a highlight video. It took a week of a, a lot of hard work and a lot of searching and a lot of actual labor to do. And they can have this stuff instantly at their fingertips and sent within a couple hours or even a couple minutes. So I think that old school mantra is, is dead uh, and you got to do everything that you can. And we got it as recruiting coordinators, got to do everything that we can to educate these kids and families on the best way to navigate communicating with these college coaches. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, going, going to the fort, uh, future kind of, so this past season has kind of been a difficult one, especially for y'all I'm guessing is during this pandemic. Um, how, I guess, what was the struggle of 
getting being able to like try to help these guys get recruited because you know uh it, it was just such a struggle because you know with everything going on in college football right now the transfer portal being huge for a lot of dudes right now in the college football it was a lot of spots that were open usually for other years weren't open this time around so just talk to me you can start coach scales how has it been um dealing with that during the pandemic and do you think like did the 21 class get the most like uh hurt from it or do you think the do you think it's gonna be something that it's gonna be heard down the line uh well first off yeah this 2021 class is if you didn't start early and you you wasn't on radars early it was extremely difficult um just off of that transfer portal off of uh you know kids still staying in the program another year uh, just makes spots very limited. And if you wasn't kind of on the radar or, you know, you know, have any film, because some guys um, didn't have any film until their senior year. And so it, it, it did hurt them a lot, I would say. Um, and I think it, it could still hurt in the future. But again, if you start early and, you, and you're persistent with it and you continue to, to call coaches or email coaches and stay on Twitter, update huddle, like, you know, it, you can still get past it. But, man, this pandemic, it was very tough on these kids. Coach Davis? Yeah, for sure. Everything that he said, you know, talking about the transfer portal, talking about the extra year of eligibility, talking about – Coaches not being able to come on campus, you know, those are all definitely huge obstacles. And like Coach Scale said, as long as we're prepared in advance, uh, I think really it provides an opportunity for us to, you know, elevate ourselves above the competition. Uh, so if my school's doing something better during a pandemic than another school, that means my kids are going to have a little bit more opportunities than maybe another school. Uh, so it's, it's just about putting your kids in the best possible situation that you can you know, despite the circumstances, because everyone's dealing with the same thing. Uh, so it's about having a positive attitude and really working through and doing what you can, because these college coaches are doing the same thing. They're doing what they can. Uh, they're, they're, they're making the best out of the situation, just like we need to. And it, like I said earlier, it just teaches a lot of life situations. Stuff's going to be thrown at you. And I hate this phrase, but it's, it's just the new normal now. You know, hopefully things do change, but if it stays like this forever, we're going to have to adapt. Yeah, absolutely. It also hurt, you know, like those kids have don't get those memories of having those coaches come by their schools, go say hi to these coaches, you know, have that first impression. So it's just it, it hinders a lot of things that, you know, even two years ago when I was in high school, it, it, it was just easy. It was normal to us. Um, yeah, I, I always feel for these kids because um, it, it hurts, man. It hurts. Um, another thing they really don't have is that camp circuit, too. I think having a camp circuit is huge for a lot of these guys to get their name out there. And hopefully they have that for this 22 class for sure. Um, moving to another direction. So one of the biggest things is that, you know, a lot of people don't come to private schools because, oh, yeah, it's a different type of football. You know, it's not as good football. Um, you know, it's not the same as public school because, yes, you know, 6A high power UIL football, of course, is a lot of teams are just highly stacked. It is what it is. But I I think there's you can find talent anywhere in the state of Texas, of course. So, um, what is recruiting, how different is recruiting for being at, like being at a private school than it is being at a public school and, um, adding on to that question, coach Davis, you can start first. Um, do you think that like, do, do coaches still respect private school as the same level or what do you think? 
this might be a hot sports opinion, uh, but I would go to say that there's a lot of people that transfer to private schools thinking that they're going to play right away when really they find out that it's going to be tougher um, because, like you said, there's a lot of talent in private school football. And I'd say the biggest difference between private school football and public school football is, is just the depth chart. Uh, I think, you know, personally, I think my 11 can compete with a lot of UIL 11s at the same size of the school. Uh, but as far as the depth goes, we just we don't have that personally at my level. I wouldn't think for most schools. I think Coach Gills would probably say the same. But watching film on different opponents, you know, I've watched some St. Michael's film when we were about to play Austin Hyde Park. They got some dudes that can go. Fourth Christian's got some dudes that can go. Southwest Christian's got some dudes that can go. And it's all the way across Division Two, II, Division Three, II, Division Four. Um, it may not be as as deep of a class per per school. Uh, but it's there. Uh, and, you know, with the world we live in, the virtual, the social media, everything that's going on, it's way easier for those coaches to find them. And I think private school kids offer something that a lot of times public school kids may not. Absolutely. Coach Gales? So, uh, yeah. So, you know, with me, myself, I, I was I was playing uh, in public school at Cedar Ridge. Right. And, you know, there was, you know, just myself just kind of offered uh, you know, my own playing experience, you know, was that little bit of stigma, you know, that, mm -hmm. you know, probably private school in Texas is not really where it's at, but, you know, after coaching in it and after seeing these kids and after competing with other teams and uh, week to week, like, man, there's so much talent at division one, division two, II, division three, and division four. Like he said, there's really no different other than the number, the amount of people on the actual roster. That's about it. Because uh, these kids can definitely play at any level. Doesn't matter. They can play at the top level of, of, of taps at D1. They can play at um, the top level of UIL. So, you know, the biggest thing, the biggest difference really is just the numbers wise and just overall the, the depth of talent overall. But, man, when I say there is, there is definitely talent in taps. And after coaching in it and competing in it that way, um, I definitely see it week in and week out. Um, so. When talking to coaches, you can start Coach Scales. When you talk to college coaches, do you think they respect like the game of private school football the same as they do public, or do you think that stigma of, oh, it's private school football is still there? Uh, I think if you could play, you can play. And, you Absolutely. Know, film, film doesn't lie. Yep. So no, no matter what, uh, you know, obviously um, some bit of uh, – no, uh, looking at what competition you're going against, that does factor in, of course. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, we, we play quality teams um, uh, a bunch. So there, there's a bunch of quality teams on every level, every division of TAPS. Um, but at the same time, uh, a college coach is going to look, can he play? Can he run? <laughs> like, is, is he physically uh, able to play at this, at this level? Um, those are the things that really matter. Um, in my opinion. So I think they still respect it. At the end of the day, they're just looking for players. And so if, if they fit that bill, um, they're definitely a spot for them. Absolutely. Coach Davis? Yeah, not, yeah, for sure. I'd agree that, you know, talent is talent and film doesn't lie. Uh, but there are still coaches out there that kind of stick to that stigma. And I think it's our jobs as coaches and recruiting corners to kind of chip way at that the best that we can you know I've had coaches come to the office before and they're like we never even heard about Fort Worth Christian before and we'll make this a stop every year now it's like so you didn't a they don't know about some of us and b 
it's, it's about chipping away at those relationships and making sure that they know the talent that we do have on our rosters and sending them measurables, like you said, and sending them film, you know, finding common opponents. Cause a lot of times uh, we may play a school that does have some UIL studs on there that they're recruiting as well. Be like, Hey, look, just comparing it and measuring it and, and showing them, you know, tangible value that a private school program has and what they can add to theirs. Yeah, absolutely. Adding on to this, one of the biggest things is like, if you could give them like, I don't know, a couple steps for any kid that's out there right now at any college or any high school right now, um, Coach Davies, you can start us off. What do you think are the steps do you think to get a kid recruited right now uh, in this time? Most importantly is just take care of your grades. Uh, you'll hear a bunch of people say that it's not just a, you know, a tag tagline or a tag phrase. You've got to take care of your grades. You know, just having one slip up could change your, your net of potential college suitors by 50%. Uh, so doing the best you can in the classroom, obviously is, is paramount, uh, but also, you know, just being a good kid in the hallways. Uh, if, if someone was to ask your coaches or your teachers or your administrators, you know, what is this kid like? You want them to be able to say good things about you. Uh, and trusting your coaches, trusting that they got your back, you know, especially these schools with good recruiting corners that are starting to pop up everywhere. Uh, I think that helps a lot, trusting those guys, trusting your teammates, being a great teammate, loving each other. Uh, but other than that, uh, doing your due diligence, researching some schools uh, while you're young, taking those SATs as early as you possibly can, uh, and being realistic about the process as a whole. And I think that's where coaches can step in and kind of hold their hands through that part and have those hard, hard conversations that need to happen sometimes. Uh, but really just doing your job as a teammate, doing your job as a player, doing your job as a student. Uh, you know, if you do that, I think the rest will kind of take care of itself as long as you've got the right people in your corner, you know, showing you which way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Scales, you have anything to add? Uh, yes. I would say definitely uh, using all of your resources. Mm. Like, uh, you know, we're here um, to help. That's what we're here for, like genuinely help. So definitely using all your resources, using your socials, um, taking advantage of anything that you can do. Like all college coaches, they have emails on their website. Take advantage of that and use it. All you got to do is pull up a little sample email uh, and, and send those things out. You know, the, that that is something very simple that you can do, but it gets you noticed to whatever school that it is that you want to, um, that you would like to pursue. Uh, that's something like little that you can do uh, just to get your name out there, just to get even a look. Um, but on top of that, also just take care of your grades. Those are, that's, uh, should be uh, shouldn't even be questioned. Grades, you should definitely take care of those. Um, also, um, uh, any community service stuff, volunteer stuff, just things that uh, we can do uh, and other people can po say positive things about you and, and know that you're a high character young man, uh, that's going to go a long way as well. So, Yeah, absolutely. I think looking back at my recruitment, that was, you know, whatever it was. But, you know, one of the things that I think drew, I, I was a good enough player to play college ball, but I think what excelled me to get some of the players that I got was my academics. And I think that's something that, because all those teams want to get a guy who can boost their team GPA. And, you know, they always boast about that team GPA. And I think having a, they bring in guys who are good players, but also have the academics that they don't even have to worry about for the next four years, you know? 
Um, so I think that's a very, very key aspect. And going from like how you said your socials, how important Coach Scales do you think uh, social media is now to recruiting? Because I think when I was getting recruited, all I got, like how I got in contact with coaches was literally through Twitter. And that's how I got in contact. But how do you, how important is social media now? Uh, it is, it is very important. It's 2021 now. Just about every, every single coach is on social media. Um, and it's just an easy way for, another easy way of a point of contact between recruiter and, and uh, prospect. So, I mean, definitely being smart on there, not posting anything uh, that will hurt your recruitment. Um, but definitely it's a, it's a big tool that you can use and take advantage of in the year 2021. And like I said, just about every single coach uh, in the nation is on Twitter. And it's an easy, direct way that they can get in contact with you or you can get in contact with them. And you can post just about everything. You can have um, in your bio all your information. You can have, uh, you can post your highlights. You can post any achievements that you get. And, and it's just literally a way to just um, promote yourself yep. uh, as an athlete, as a uh, recruit. Absolutely. I think, I think it's such a key uh, thing for a lot of people that they don't really understand and I think it's right now, if you want to be recruited, I think it's absurd if you do not have a Twitter, because I think that's the easiest way of anyone to have it. And it's honestly kind of like your resume. Your Twitter is your resume. And I think that's what a lot of kids don't really understand. Um, you want you like in your bio, you should have all your stats. And I think that's something that a lot of kids, they just don't see that. Um, Coach Davis, you have anything to add on that? Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, social media, especially Twitter, is an incredible tool that you know people have at their fingertips for free uh, and making sure you leverage that tool uh, in a positive way because everything that you do everything that you post everything that you like it does tell a story and it does add to that resume that we're we're talking about uh, so making sure that you leverage those tools in the correct way and remembering that it's not the be-all end-all of recruiting right uh, it's not a hundred percent on twitter it's it's other things too uh, so not putting all your eggs in that basket uh, and making sure that you're doing other steps outside of Twitter uh, to, to get the job done. You know, personally for me, I think a lot of my work is done on Twitter. Yeah. I'd say I got hundreds of college contacts in my phone, but a lot of them came from a first contact on a Twitter or on a DM. And it sounds silly, but that's the world we live in today. Absolutely. Uh, looking to it. Um, it's more of like a looking back type of question. You know, I, Looking at the Dallas Morning News article I referenced earlier, you know, DJ Man, you know, he said signing day is my state championship. You know, I could be wrong and some people might vilify, vilify me for it, but I'd rather send a lot of kids to college than win a lot of football games. You know, yes, you are both college, uh, high school coaches and you have that thing to win, but is a part of it also like being able to send these kids to college and have them being able to get an education? Uh, scales, Coach Scales, you can start. Uh, yes, I would say so. Like at the end of the day, um, it is just about creating opportunities uh, for these young men. And if that's through football, then hey, let's let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So um, at the end of the day, being able to send these kids off to uh, these universities and these schools to get an education uh, and to set their life up uh, for the next four to five years, it, it's just uh, it's amazing that I can even be a part of that um, and that I, I truly care in any, any time any 
kid that I work with uh, and family that I help, you know, it, it's not about me or not about, oh, I know so-and-so. It's like, no, I just want to, I genuinely want to help these young men uh, get to the places that they want to be. Um, and first it starts with college. And then from then on, it kind of sets your life up from there. Absolutely. Coach Davis. Yeah, I think the big word that Coach Scales said was opportunity. Uh, and for me, this might be kind of down a rabbit hole, but I used to get kind of upset at my players that had offers and they decided not to play. They'd just rather go to Texas A&M or Oklahoma State or whatever and just be regular students. That used to kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. Uh, but now that I've kind of, I guess, matured in the recruiting world a little bit more, it's it's kind of opened my eyes to where my job isn't to send them off to college. Yes, that's a good byproduct of what we do, but it's that we're sending these kids off to be great young men, great brothers, great sisters, great great friends, whatever it may be, great husbands, hope, hopefully in the future, uh, great dads. And I think we can successfully do that. Obviously, there are some people that need college to pay for college, and that's, that's awesome. Um, so, for instance, this year I have 10 kids that have offers, or 11, I think. 11 kids have offers, and maybe five of them will, will go on to play college football. In the past, those six that didn't, that would kind of frustrate me. Oh, I did all this work, or we, we, we walked through this process all year. But it's not about that. It's about providing them the opportunity and the chance to play if they so choose so. Uh, because in private schools, you got, you got lots of resources. Some of these kids got more resources than I could ever imagine having. Um, but it's it's my job and my duty uh, to provide them maybe one more opportunity that maybe they wouldn't have had otherwise. So I think, yeah, it's a great avenue and it's a great vehicle to get to college for a lot of kids. And it makes this job really important. But there's there's other vehicles as well. But it's it's our job as to provide that opportunity, whether they take it or not. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think I've, you make a great point because there's kind of like you. Yeah, you I know. And you went to yeah, like it was it was probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to made because my whole life was my whole life was A&M and I got top 10 percent of my class because I wanted to get easily in A&M and then I got my my film got better my grades got better and I had opportunities that I never thought were going to be even possible and I love the game of football I still do this, this is why I do this and turning those down was probably the hardest thing I did because I went on all my visits and having, a, I, I knew I wanted to be a man about it. So like once I said, I'm going to a and I, I wanted to call each of those coaches. I didn't want to text because I wanted to make sure like you put in the effort for me. I wanted to put the effort back at least and reciprocate that. And it was, it's hard, man. I think like being in the recruiting industry and like so many, like, you know, 50 year old men, for these high profile colleges, like talk about these kids online and be like, Oh, why do you not pick my college? It's the easiest choice in the world. Like it's my college. I love it so much. And it's at the end of the day, it's such a hard decision for these guys. Cause they're kids, you know, they're 17, 18 year olds trying to decide for the rest of their life, what their path is going to be. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's great to see these kids choosing what they want to do. And, you know, sometimes they do, choose wrong you know they transfer out but I think letting them choose and realize who they want to be and where they want to go I think that's really really important um all right so I think this is kind of like the last question uh a little bit um I always you know one of the things we do I if you listen to podcasts I always ask what are some guys at your high school that you really think are up and coming that are going to be really really cool great players for your team uh coach Gales, you can start 
who are some up-and-coming guys, you know, maybe not in this 21 class, but, you know, 22s, 23s that are really, really up-and-coming that are going to be bright, bright uh, young players for y'all? Man, we we have a, a lot of uh, great young guys returning. Um, kind of, you know, Jack Esparza kind of leads the way with that in the 2022 class. Uh, Matthew Gilby is another one, very a smart kid, a super smart kid. Um, plays both sides, offense and defensive line. Um, and he, man, he's just he's something else. And um, him, uh, if you don't know who Ja Griffin is, you should. A dominant nose tackle that we have, and he's only a sophomore, the only sophomore to make a, the All-State team um, uh, this past season. And he, he's dominant. He's just going to get better and better. Um, another kid we have, uh, Joseph Moreland, uh, wide receiver DB. Um, a kid's <laughs> just a big physical specimen. Um, him and Jack just uh, on the outside, big and physical. 50-50 uh, guys can 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 really get after it. Um, I would say Nash Baines, uh, a running back returning, uh, very uh, very good sophomore running back that we got. Uh, something to keep an eye out for, uh, and also Sammy Stone, uh, kicker and punter. He needs some love too, man. We call him the leg. <laughs> He's got one on him. So um, those those guys right there kind of lead the charge. But man, we got even more of that. Um, that can play, uh, definitely play at the next level, but definitely just coming up this next season uh, will definitely help us out uh, a lot. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Coach Davis, you know, I know you got a lot of young talent there for sure at Fort Worth Christian, just being from Fort Worth. I know about it. Um, just talk about those guys. Yeah, I, I could. I feel like I could talk on and on and for days about my guys, uh, so it's hard not to. So I'll try to keep it short. Uh, but some sophomores, you know, got a big, big right tackle named John Vaughn. He's, he's just grown, and he's going to be—he's going to become a monster. Uh, hopefully, we can find some guys to step up and, and be around him on that offensive line. Uh, got a 2023 tight end sophomore who just received a Liberty offer, so his first FBS offer at the age of 15. So that was pretty special for him. Uh, and Jacob Trimble, someone I think is a wide receiver that's very overlooked. Uh, I mean, he's going to put up big numbers. He put up over 800 yards receiving. Uh, in less than 10 games, I think nine games, uh, which is pretty pretty special considering the receiving core that we did have, which I think personally is one of the tops and taps. Uh, don't at me. Uh, and then some juniors, we got Michael Zarcone, another receiver. You know, he, that dude's lightning in a bottle. Uh, tiny, little shifty guy. Uh, can do a lot of different things for us. And then Gus Sanchez, he's a six foot four receiver. A lot like, actually, I've, I've watched uh, Asparza. Is it Asparza's film? Those, yeah, those right. two kind of remind me of each other. Big body, great body control. He's uh, going to do some special things. Uh, and then we got an incoming transfer quarterback from, uh, he started at Mansfield Lake Ridge last year, UIL 6A in the District of Doom. So he was going up against cats like Duncanville, Cedar Hill, all those Mansfield schools. Uh, Trevor Andrews, he's going to be really special for us, a real dual threat type kid. Uh, great in the classroom. All of our kids are great in the classroom. Uh, so I'm going to keep it at that. I, I could probably talk about all you know, 40 something of them, but I'm going to keep it to those, those four or five. So. Great. And I just thought of a question, then I'll wrap it up. Um, so both of, both of y'all are from big like areas, you know, you're from Austin, you know, you have the, the greats of, you know, Westlake, you have Lake Travis, you know, even round rock. And now nowadays, you know, beating Lake Travis here in the playoffs. And then you also have Austin regions and you have other schools like that. 
And, you know, of course, in Fort Worth, you have, honestly, the powerhouses are all at private schools, if you really want to say it. You know, you have All Saints, you have Nolan Catholic, y'all, uh, I guess now Covenant, really. And then you have SES, Trinity Valley, Country Day, and even other schools like, you know, Public of South Hills, Southwest, I guess you can say Arlington Martin, some, somewhat. Um, how is it for both of y'all, uh, Coach Scales, you can start, um, how is it? being in that like group of all these great like great schools and is it hard to recruit like against all of those schools and how is it like getting your guys shown out there with all the talent around y'all man just you know the Austin area is just just full of great athletes that really get overlooked uh, a lot um I would say obviously I'm I was an Austin, Austin athlete coming out um but man there's there's just so much talent in this area you have uh, obviously, um, Austin area, the Westlake area, Lake Travis area. You got Round Rock, the Fluorville area, Cedar Park area. Cedar Park had a great run. Um, but, man, there's just so many uh, areas that get overlooked. Uh, Liberty Hill, um, mm-hmm. that get so much overlooked uh, uh, in the Austin area. But, man, there's just talent everywhere. And I, and I tell you, there's every, when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. Tough districts all across the board. Um, in this area and um, but man it's just nice that you know we're starting to get um, more and more respect and and more and more guys starting to pay attention to us because man there's just some great balls and great players out of this area yeah I guess like with like I guess like how it is for Fort Worth you know you have Dallas being the big dog you have down there in the south you have Houston being the big dog but I will say especially this year you know Austin ran a lot of them run for their money and showing why Austin is one of the why it is Austin for sure. So you got to give respect to that. Uh, Coach Davis, you have represent Fort Worth for a little bit. So obviously as football coaches, there's a competitive nature, right? I want to have way more kids with offers than I want Coach Harrison to have at Southwest, right? I want Fort Worth Christian to be the top dog when it comes to And that's just because I'm a competitive person, but that doesn't mean we don't get along. Right. you know, in fact, I'd say, you know, Coach Roby over at Argyle Liberty uh, and Whit Richardson, who was at Nolan back in the day, pretty much taught me everything I knew about being a recruiting coordinator in TAPS. Uh, so we, we work off of each other. You know, those names that you sent me that you it sounds like you're going to have on as well, Coach Williams, Coach Sublet, uh, all those guys, man, we share contacts all the time. We text each other uh, and we help each other out as much as we can. That doesn't mean at the end of the day I want to have kids with better offers or more offers or whatever it is. Because I do, because I'm competitive, but that doesn't that doesn't stray away from the end goal, which is getting these kids noticed. Ultimately, you know, doing what's best for all of these families, because I think we are a family here, uh, and we get along just fine. Um, like I said, we share contacts all the time, and even with our UIL schools in the area, Fourth Christians nestled right in between Birdville High School and Richland High School, yeah. and I, I I built relationships with those coaches and say, well if you got a coach that comes by, you guys just tell them to come down the road. I've even shared prospect sheets with some other coaches. Hey, if they ask, here's, here's what it is. And I've sent coaches to different schools as well. Cause they ask all the time, Hey, are there any other coach or any other players in the area that you think I need to be checking out? And I'll say, yeah, go, you should go check out Alex Walsh over at Southwest Christian or Corey Harris over at Southwest Christian. I think it'd be well worth your time. So that happens all the time. People do it for us. I do it for other people. I think it's, it's, it's about looking out for each other, but at the end of the day, yeah, it is competitive. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's really it. Uh, I appreciate y'all coming on and, um, yeah, I, I really do appreciate this. I think it's something that 
coach kids need to learn about and learn about the industry and you know talk to their coaches talked about it if they really want to do this and i think it would be i think this is going to be really cool for a lot of kids out there to understand why they why y'all do this and why uh it is so important so i really appreciate you coming on and thanks